State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrant's 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrant's and visit Ibrant's.com. Ibrant's may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrant's may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Let's just keep it real straight shot with no chaser. I'm gonna get a little bit rough. I'm here for those who really believe in the American process. All of us. Straight shot, no chaser. With your girl Tesla Figaro on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Good afternoon, uh, everybody. Good afternoon. I am under the weather. But I am here. I am here to tap in with you guys. Not feeling that well, but I have an obligation, uh, number one, to iHeart and the Black Effect Podcast Network. And more importantly to you, to make sure that I deliver content on a weekly basis every Thursday. Please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. The link 
is in the bio to my IG family. Uh, the link is also available uh, wherever you get your podcast. You can just type in Tesla Figaro or put in Straight Shot No Chaser and make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Shout out to my YouTube family in the building and also shout out to Instagram. Uh, I love my Instagram family. You guys are always um, right front and center. I see you real cold, G. I, I see you tag Marcellus. It's a few of you that I can always depend on to kind of uh, tap in with me on a weekly basis uh, to talk about this thing, this game that we call politics. Um, I want to talk about this week. I want you guys to understand what is happening with this tough on crime, uh, this new messaging um, that you are going to see uh, uh, increase even more between now and 2024, not just um, with the presidential election, because you guys know that I'm very much about making sure that you stay focused and on hyper-local, which means state representatives, not U.S. senator, um, but state senator, state representative, uh, city council, city commissioner, mayor, and so forth. It is really, really, really critically important that you pay attention to those local races because it really does affect your everyday life. And you are going to see a lot of um, changes that will possibly come down the pipe. And I want you to be prepared. If you have been following me for any um, any period of time, then you know when Joe Biden was running for office, I talked about how uh, I knew that Crime Bill 2.0 would eventually uh, rear its ugly head and be uh, back something that we have to deal with. And what's so funny about that is, um, you know, I said that uh, not knowing that uh, Corona would, you know, the the offset, if you will, of Corona that crime would go up because obviously when people are not working and they're not making money, um, there tends to be more violence, more crime. But I had said that, uh, warned many people before uh, to pay attention to the crime bill uh, 2.0 that is surely more than likely going to come. Put a three in the chat if you remember me saying something like that because I stayed on Joe Biden constantly about that. Um, I understood that he was a placeholder for Trump, but at the same time, um, it's important um, two things can be true at one time. You can want to get Trump out and not be the biggest fan of Biden, but also understand what it is that we're up against and the things that we have to be mindful for. And these things happen at the local level. They happen at the local and the state and then the federal. A lot of you guys get really caught up on this presidential stuff, but I really want you to pay attention to what's happening locally. So I'm going to address a couple of things um, with you today on this tough on crime thing. And just so you can pay attention and follow along on as you see these new races um, that will come up local, especially, you know, in the spring. That's usually when you'll see mayor races, a state, um, you'll see a lot of primaries for state legislators, uh, you'll see county commissioners and so forth. And so I want you to pay attention. Now, I've realized that on my uh, people that follow me, I have a very diverse group of people that follow me, which I love. And and I'm talking uh, particularly about IG. If you're not on my IG play page, please jump in. Please jump in the comments. And also, IG family, make sure you're on my YouTube um, channel because um, sometimes, as you know, I've been put in jail, uh, in IG jail several times, and I want to be able to still reach you. So the one reason why I put out certain topics is because I like to see, um, I like to get a gauge of how people feel about certain things. Um, in, in politics, we call it a poll. Now, a poll is just a sample. It's just a sample. It's just a taste. If I say, oh, let me taste a little bit of this sweet potato pie and see if you can really cook. It's just a little taste of it. It's not the entire pie. It's not ever to be exclusive. It is not ever to be 
um, all inclusive, all black men feel this way, all black women feel this way, all black people feel this way. But I like to put the sample, I like to put different conversations, topics out there because I like to see your responses. Now on my IG, for those of you that don't know, um, IG actually gives you analytics. If you have a professional page, it actually gives you analytics. And so my page is set up under a professional uh, business page. And so I know um, who the majority of people are on my page. And I'm very proud because it is very diverse. The top five cities, and there's people that follow me from everywhere, but the top five cities are always either um, New York, Chicago, L.A., Houston, um, or let's see, what's the fifth one? Um, New, okay, I'm on New York, Chicago, LA, Houston. It's a, it's a fifth one and I'm remembering. Did I say Chicago? Okay. So when I look at those five cities, it's so interesting because, and I'm giving, you guys know that I like to teach as I talk. In politics, um, there's, there's, it says a lot when you're able to galvanize people from different regions, because typically conversations shift as you go through those different regions. So when I look at my page, I see that I have New York, that is the East Coast, um, which is typically very liberal. When I have L.A., that is the West Coast, which is in politics considered very far left. Um, and and then just saying you're in California doesn't mean you're far left. I'm just telling you what the consensus is. And Houston, which some people will say Houston is the South. I kind of categorize it as the Southwest. So you do have some conservative values, not necessarily Republicans that may follow me, but maybe conservative values, but still some progressives as well. And then you have Atlanta, who is one of my top five cities, who is literally in the South. And you have a mix of, you know, progressives because Killer Mike follows me. A lot of people that follow Killer Mike also follow me. Um, and that is in the South. Um, and, and then you have Chicago that is in the Midwest. So when I look at that, we literally on my IG page, have a nice, you know, sample of what people feel throughout the country and the age demographic. Although I have people who are 18 to 25 and I have people who are older than 54, but the age demographic on the IG page is 25 to 54. Now, for those of you that don't know, in advertisement, that is called the top demo. It is the top demo between 25 and 54 because that is literally uh, what advertisers go after because they're typically the biggest consumers. Um, the uh, age is younger, uh, usually too young to consume anything. And the older, older than 55 are usually going into retirement and they may not be as big as consumers. So if you look at demographics, if you want to say, hey, how many people watch Fox News? Um, there's going to be two categories, all viewers, meaning everybody of all ages. And then there's going to be the top demo, which is 25 to 54. So on my page, not only do we have the top demo, the majority of top demo, but we also have five different regions. So I like to throw out different topics, whether it be stuff that you guys may or may not agree with, whether it's LGBT, whether it's um, uh, tough on crime, whether it's health care, whether it's relationships, all of that, because I actually do read the comments. I like to kind of skim through and see what you guys are look, looking, talking about. Another thing I'm proud about on my page is we are literally like 50-50 men and women. Sometimes it's 49% men, 51% women. I mean, it's literally like 50-50. And I couldn't ask for a better group if I had to, if I was hired to do a poll, I couldn't ask for a better group because uh, my IG page literally is reflective of a perfect balance of gender, age, and also geographic. Are you following me? 
So with that said, when I'm throwing out these different topics and you guys are going in, I do appreciate it um, um, because it does kind of give me an idea of where people are. And as I'm commentating or organizing or working with different people, I actually do, you know, reference what I see, you know, from my comments. Now, again, these could be fake people. They could be trolls, bots, whatever. But for the most part, I can kind of get an idea of who's a real person and who's being sincere. And also, I want you guys to know, uh, I'm very proud that my page has folks who have who lean conservative and also liberal and progressive. And that's very important. You don't want to be in an echo chamber where everybody thinks the same, talks the same, um, uh, has the same opinion on everything. Somebody asked me last week, well, how do you know what their political party is? And I said, I'm not looking at their political party because I don't know if you are if you are a Democrat or Republican. But what I mean by ideology, it means that I can tell based upon the positions you take on certain comments, if you lean conservative ideology or liberal ideology. Let me explain the two difference because I don't want to assume that you know. And for those who do know, just bear with me. I like to teach as I talk. You can have a conservative ideology and not be a Republican. You can have a liberal ideology and not be a Democrat. So you have political party, which is how you decide to vote. And then you have an ideology, what I call a lens, how you see life. Do you see life through a conservative lens? Do you see life through a liberal lens? How do you see life? Now, if you believe, just giving an example, if you believe that marriage is only between a man and a woman and you and you are not in favor of LGBT empowerment or upliftment or uh, same-sex marriage, then you see life through a conservative lens on that issue. It also doesn't mean that on you may see life through a conservative lens on that issue, but then when it comes to police reform, you may be uh, one to believe that, hey, we need to actually prepare people to not look to crime, which means uh, invest in mental health, which means invest in jobs, invest in entrepreneurship, invest in after-school programs to prevent crime. And then you also may believe that when somebody commits a crime, it doesn't mean that they have to get the death penalty for selling weed. So in in that area, you may lean more liberal or progressive, but you can lean as a, cons a conservative lens when it comes to LGBT or vice versa. And I'm using it as an example because that's uh, been a lot of the topics lately and I've seen a lot of diverse, you know, opinions on that. So I want you to, you know, kind of, you know, get a very clear difference on how you see life. And what happens is when you guys are commenting and let's say you, you, you are against same-sex marriage. And so somebody in the comments may assume that you are a Republican or may assume that you are Trump, a Trump supporter, and that may not be it at all. You just may lean conservatively when it comes to the issue of marriage or vice versa, because I support one thing on the liberal side. You think that I'm all in for Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden, and that may not be the case. So this is why I call myself an independent uh, in the state that I'm registered in. You do not have to decide if you want to be a Democrat or Republican until you actually go to the polls. So I do not have to um, uh, be a Democrat or Republican year round like you do in some states like Florida. You need to be able to register either as a Demo Democrat or Republican before the primary. So I have the pleasure of saying I'm an independent full, through and through, which means I don't have to align myself with a political party before I, until I vote or don't uh, until I, if I decide I want to vote in that primary. I also do not have to register as one or the other. And my ideology, my lens that I look through, 
I see things on a case by case basis. It's not I'm not all in zero sum on either side of the aisle because issues are complex. Each one is different and they're 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 different, you know, different layers to it. But I will say that if I said I've leaned more one way than the other, if we were to put a um a line down the middle and listed all of my issues on one side and the other, then I would say that I lean more on the liberal side. But that does not mean that I carry a badge uh, that says, hey, I am a liberal or neoliberal, like the progressives say, or progressive, who I think progressives sometimes are way too far left for me. So I tend to be in the middle. And so uh, the reason why you get that type of no problem, um, Okay, Ron, again, you guys, I'm reading your comments as I'm talking because, you know, I love to engage you in my conversation. The reason why I laid all of that out is because I want to talk to you about tough on crime and what you're about to see in 2024. And some of you that may um, be very much against LGBT issues. I, I want to make sure that you have the knowledge and the understanding to be able to decipher your issues separate and apart from what is about to happen. And let me be clear when I say this. A lot of you are not fans of Lori Lightfoot, who just lost re-election in Chicago. And you may not be fan, a fan of her because of her push for LGBT issues. You may not be a fan of her because maybe she um, not only pushes LGBT issues, but she is a lesbian. You may not be a fan of her because maybe you think she's too far left. Fine. You have the right to your opinion. But what I do not want you to get confused with is, number one, misinformation. I understand she was trash. That's fine. We'll get to that in a second. I'm, I'm speaking right now, speaking to those who lean conservatively, who may not agree with her because of her push for LGBT issues. So just bear with me. She may be trash, but that's not what I'm talking about. Just just ride with me as we get through this whole commentary. It's going to make sense in a minute. I'm talking about those who were not in support of her because of the LGBT concerns. I have a lot of, uh, I, I connect with a lot of different um, folks who are out there in this space. And when people um, name drop me, people come follow me. Or when they see me uh, work with somebody on a project, they follow me. So as a result of that, I have a very mixed group of folks. So just bear with me as we get through it. And some of the folks that that support me are very much against what they call an LGBT agenda. So I have to be able to, and as you're running for office or when you decide to run for office or want to be an organizer, or if you ever want to work in this space, you do have to understand to talk to different constituencies because they're not all the same. And so you have to try to address different cons constituencies. So right now, I'm not talking to those that just don't like Larry, uh, Lori uh, Lightfoot because of how she handled her administration. I am talking about those who are against LGBT issues and have a problem with her because, again, and I don't have to name drop, a lot of people here support me who also support other commentators who are very much against what they call an LGBT agenda. So I want to point this out um, to, to those folks, and we can get into how she handled her administration in a moment. But this is the main thing that I want you guys to get for those who are against LGBT issues. I get it. I know that is your issue. I know that is your, your concern. You have every right to be. But I do want you to know that there is a bigger play that is not only happening in just Chicago, which is very segregated. Shout out to my Chicago family in the building. I actually lived in Chicago for about a year. 
And Chicago is one of the most segregated cities uh, that you can ever live in. Um, my show that I used to co-host in Orlando, Florida with Don Miller is from Chicago as well. So I, I feel I have a really good uh, grasp for Chicago. And so for those of you who are in the comments saying, you know, I'm glad black people voted her out. Number one, that's simply not true. That's simply not true. Black people did not vote her at, out. The votes that she got were from the majority of the black community. I get it. I know you guys want to be right on YouTube. I know you want to be able to say, we told you so. We told you. You don't do what we say. We told you. But I want you to pay it. You guys got to be very careful when it comes to the data because there's a lot of gaslighting from folks who may want to seem as if Twitter has the ultimate say in elections, um, that Instagram has the ultimate say in elections. And as a responsible trainer, I want you to know that Twitter and Instagram will not help anybody win a race. It can help you lose one. In some cases, it can help you fundraise, but it has nothing to do with actually winning a race. So I want you to be able to have the data and not just for the sake of wanting to say I'm right or somebody else is right, speak in misinformation. You guys did the same thing when it came down to Warnock. You know, hey, we told you black people weren't going to vote for Warnock. They did vote for Warnock in droves. So now, should black people be a monolithic and always vote the same way and vote Democrat? Absolutely not. You guys know that I'm very much against that. But once the numbers come in, you cannot lie about the numbers. The numbers are the numbers. So to say that black people voted out Lori Lightfoot is just simply not true. It's just not true. Now, you can spread information and lies because you don't like her or whatever, want to feel like you have some kind of power. But it's just not the case, because if you have that type of power, then the candidates that you support would be winning. So the candidates that you support are not winning, but you were able to make Lori Lightfoot lose. Make it make sense. It doesn't make sense. So let's make sure that we're using facts as we're out here having these conversations. So, number one, the black community uh, did vote for Lori. Uh, the majority of the county uh, districts that she carried was in the black community. And again, that doesn't mean that all black people are for her. That doesn't mean that all black people support her. And it means just like this gentleman in the comments is saying, Lori Lightfoot is trash and I just don't like her, period. It has nothing to do with LGBT. All of those things can be true at the same time. All of those things can be true at the same time. On this platform, we do two things can be true at the same time. I do not do zero sum arguments. I do not do provocateur uh, arguments. It's all this or nothing. I get it. I know there's people out there that do that. I think they're very necessary to what they do, but I'm telling you what I do. And it's never going to be a zero-sum game. It's never going to be an all-inclusive game. And it's always going to be, or at least try to be, laced with the fact. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, 
a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements. Along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Now, what I want you to know about Lori Lightfoot, and uh, I, I think this is critically important, and I, we can do another podcast about, um, you know, her, what she did in her administration, but I'm connecting all of this together because I want to talk about tough on crime for a second. I want to talk about tough on crime for a second, and I want you to see what is happening all throughout the country. Now, someone in my comments said, you know, I feel sorry for Lori Lightfoot because black women, when black women are in leadership, they're not viewed as tough enough, you know, when it's a tough on crime conversation. And so I had to respond to the sister to say, although I understand what she says with gender, which I do, because it is being a woman in any leadership capacity, it's not easy. Um, you're either too aggressive or you're too soft. But I want to make this point because I want you guys to see, I want you to connect the dots on what is happening all across the country. This particular tough on crime issue and the reason why we're talking about race, it is not necessarily a, a gender thing like what happened with Keisha Lance Bottoms or Lori Lightfoot, but it is a black thing. Somebody hashtag a black thing. It is a black thing. And so whether you agree with Lori or not, didn't think she was plugged in enough to the black community, all those things can be true. But this podcast is about tough on crime 
and what is happening on the local level and what, what is bubbling up its way to the federal level as early as next week. Okay, so if you look at Chicago and you look at how, you know, tough on crime, again, conservatives drill this over and over and over and over and over. What about Chicago? What about Chicago? What about Chicago? What about Chicago? They have made Chicago the staple of crime. Um, when you think of crime, think of Chicago. That is literally the talking points uh, for the conservative media. And they drill that over and over and over and over. And it is not that black people don't care about crime. It is not that we don't want to see crime reduced. It is not that uh, that we are not some of the demographics most vulnerable to crime. We get all of that. It is just typically, and again, keyword typically, typically uh, black leaders have a different approach to crime because it is from a lived experience. And we lean towards actually preventing crime and saving our babies before they get into a lifestyle of crime where the conservative ideology is typically, again, keyword typically, not all, not all the time, is typically once you do the crime, lock you up forever, and it is what it is without a, 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 uh, an opportunity to change, without an opportunity um, uh, to, you know, become a better citizen. Now, Conservatives love talking about the First Step Act. I worked on the First Step Act. Very familiar with the First Step Act. The First Step Act was all about what happens when you get out of jail. So it was about recidivism. For those who don't know, recidivism is helping you not go back. So conservatives do talk about that. But where the difference usually is between the two ideologies is preventing the crime versus um, doing nothing to prevent or not putting enough resources in to prevent and then just uh, then the crime happening and then locking locking up particularly black men. Again, more black men are in prison than those who were enslaved in 1850. So there's a very strategic, for those of you that don't know, um, school to prison pipeline. There is since everybody always want to talk about agenda. There's a very clear agenda when it comes to this tough on crime thing. And Democrats and Republicans have played a uh, lockstep. Let me say again, have been lockstep in this. And this is what you're about to see again. So let's take Chicago out of it, where the crime thing was crime, 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 crime. And her opponents, just so we can be clear, the white candidate who finished at the top of the crowd with 34 percent of the vote, he ran a tough on crime law and order campaign. He told one crowd that his whole campaign is about taking back our city pure and simple. So regardless if you like Lori Lightfoot or not, regardless if you want no, no leadership or not, what I'm trying to tell you is the person that is leading has a tough on crime approach. Yes, should crime be tackled? Absolutely. But I would encourage you Chicagoans to look at all of your options and look at who is going to have the best approach to not just locking people up, because yes, that needs to happen, but prevention. I forgot the other candidate's name, but I saw him this morning on Morning Joe, uh, the former teacher. Let me see, what is his name? Let me, I don't think they have, let me, let me look up his name. Somebody want to tag, um, tag it here. Let me look up, let's see. Got his name. Uh, Johnson. 
So Johnson. So Johnson is a black man who is a former school teacher. Um, I was a little heavy on the religious stuff this morning, but maybe because he was talking to Al Sharpton, I don't know. Um, but he talks a lot about, and this is just my quick glance. I have not done a deep dive into him. Um, but he is talking about uh, crime prevention with, you know, having more assistance for mental health. Um, that he said that the number one response uh, calls from 911 in Chicago is a mental health crisis and that uh, police should not have to uh, be forced to deal with issues that they're not uh, that they're not trained for, which I totally agree. So it looks like, Chicago, you're going to have to make a decision between the tough on crime guy or the guy that looks like he is positioned to do a preventative crime approach. So there's going to be a stark difference. But you have to ask, why is it that the tough on crime person is leading with 34 percent? Leading with 34 percent in a city which is pretty much known to be pretty much a liberal, a Democrat city. Why does all of this matter? And look at what's happening in Mississippi. Do you guys know what's happening in Mississippi? Mississippi is the blackest, one of the blackest cities in America. And right now, they passed a bill to create a separate court system. Pay attention. A separate court system with an expanded police force in the city of Jackson that would incorporate all of the city's significantly populated white majority neighborhoods. Did y'all hear that? They have literally created a new, let me just say it in clear terms, a white force, uh, a police force just to protect white folks. The mayor is calling this apartheid. Black mayor. So this is not, this tough on crime conversation is not just in Chicago. Pay attention to what is happening across the country and what Democrats will do, like I said on the grill last night. They always play uh, defense to Republicans. So Republicans are putting out a tough on crime message. So Democrats, instead of them being bold enough to talk about crime prevention because they're so afraid they don't they don't want to be said that they're defunding the police, that a lot of these a lot of these Democrats are going to follow suit to the Republican uh, mindset, which is Crime Bill 2.0. So look at what's happening in Mississippi. And then I want to talk a little bit about, uh, for you Trump supporters, who's always saying Trump is better, I want to talk a little bit about, and you don't have to like Biden because I'm not a fan of Biden, but let's talk about what the reality is. T uh, Trump said that 2024 will be a law and order plan. His plan is to dismantle every gang, street crew, and drug new, uh, network in America. He's taking it all the way Far, far, far left. These are his words. We need a death penalty for drug dealers and human traffickers. They get the death penalty. Watch it stop and stop quickly. I will not hesitate to send in federal assets, including the National Guard, until safety is restored. The National Guard. Until safety is restored. Remember, he talked about doing that to Chicago as well. So again, Chicago, pay attention to who your next mayor will be, who your next state rep, your next senator, your next U.S. senator, Congress will be. Because again, if Trump wins, now you're talking about the National Guard. And again, for my conservative people that follow me on my page that don't like Larry Lightfoot because she's LGBT, fine. But don't get it twisted behind you supporting one thing, being against one thing, 
and not paying attention to what's happening on the other side. Donald Trump said, and I'm quoting his words from a speech. Joe Biden and the defund the police Democrats have turned our once great cities into cesspools of bloodshed and crime. Even though, this is side note me, even though Joe Biden said fund the police. Remember when Joe Biden said fund the police? They're still saying no. They're saying defund the police. And actually, they're not saying defund the police. A lot of folks wish that they would, but they have not said defund the police. So this is just a flat out lie. Trump said he will invest in a record investment in hiring, retention, and training for police officers nationwide. He also said, so again, for those of you, you conservatives who may like some things about Trump, maybe the no taxes, maybe the business, maybe the um, the you are not in support of LGBT. Got it. But can I just express to you this part, though? So you can pay, so you can look at the whole thing collectively. It's not to scare you into voting for Biden or any Democrat. I just want you to have all of the information. He said the bill will increase vital liability protection for officers. Let me say it again slow. Liability protections for officers. One of the things that we're trying to do in the police reform movement is end qualified immunity, which means allowing police officers to be protected when they kill us. For those of you that are always saying, we need to take it out the police, uh, ambulance chasing, take it out the police uh, um, pension. Right. We're trying to fight to do that. Trump is not only is he not going to allow that to happen, but he's going to increase protection for police officers, not protection for citizens who are murdered by the police, but increased protection for police officers. He said Democrats want to take away protections, uh, protections away from police because we want them to do their jobs. We want them to do their jobs right. We're going to protect them. He said in order to qualify for this funding, local jurisdictions, meaning your local city, Chicago, Mississippi, in order to get the money, you must basically, I'm paraphrasing, agree to common sense police mes measures such as stop and frisk. Let me say it again. Trump's plan is that in order to get the federal dollars, you must adhere to stop and frisk. And we all know what the result of that was in New York. Strictly enforcing existing gun laws against convicted felons, cracking down on the open use of illegal drugs and cooperating with ICE to get criminal aliens off the street and get them out of our country. So again, to the black conservatives, the black conservatives who may agree with Trump when it comes to immigration, who may agree with Trump when it comes to um, cracking down on existing felons. But I got to ask, do you agree with stop and frisk? Are you in agreement with stop and frisk and what that does to our brothers and sisters? across the country. So you guys, you have to look at what is happening holistically and not just taking, you know, a few sound bites or listening to just a couple of different YouTube commentators and taking that and running with it and, and pay attention to what is going to happen. He said, third, they're going to go after prosecutors who are abolishing cash bail. 
Right now, more black people are locked up because they don't have the money to get out of jail. And that is where the cash bail conversation comes into. It's not about letting out violent criminals. That's been another lie that has been spread. But the adult, that those that do not pose a threat have their day in court. I'm simplifying it. Go read it for yourself. Because poor people don't have money to get out of jail and they could very well be innocent. They should have a right to be able to get out of jail, not based upon what they have in their pocket if they're not a violent offender. These are the things that conservatives or Trump is talking about revoking that we were able to change on the grassroots level. It said prosecutors who refuse to charge crimes. Typically, prosecutors don't charge if they can't win. And they don't charge, they can't win if they don't have significant evidence. So Trump is saying that if you, he is pushing, prosecutors, y'all better charge him with something. That's basically what he's saying. Figure something out and charge him with something and lock him up. He said they have surrendered like never before. Again, you can read this transcript under realclearpolitics.com. I posted up the article on my page yesterday. Google the title of the article and read it for yourself. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. 
if you dare. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. He said they have surrendered like never before. I will direct the Department of Justice to open civil rights investigations into radical left prosecutors, such as those in Chicago, L.A., and San Francisco, to determine whether they have illegally engaged in race-based enforcement of the law. Now, he's not talking about protecting black folks. He's saying to do an investigation to see if black people got done any favors. I'm paraphrasing. Meaning the training that they're talking about, that on the left, about being race-sensitive, knowing, uh, you know, how to communicate with different communities, he is against that, and not only is he against that, he wants any prosecutors charged that have even considered race. So there's a lot going on here. He also talks about fourth. I will order the Department of Justice uh, and Homeland Security to dismantle every gang, street crew, and drug Amer uh, network in America. Is he going to start with the mob? Is he going to start with the police? Is he going to start with units like the Scorpion unit that beat our brother Tyrese Nichols to death? I doubt it. So I want you guys to be very clear on what is about to happen on the local level and the state level and what is happening right now as we speak. On next week, Biden could possibly face his first veto on the D.C. crime law. Let me explain what that is. In Washington, D.C., they want to rewrite the criminal code of the Democrats. Conservatives say it's soft on violent criminals. It will be up for vote next week. D.C., without getting deep into that, I am, I am with those that believe that D.C. doesn't have proper rep representation and that Congress gets to decide how what happens in D.C. and I don't think that's fair. I think they local local account, uh, local leadership should be able to determine how they move and that is what's happening right now so the measure and i'm reading this from cnn politics and you can google it, it says biden or just google anything biden to rescind dc crime law and you can look that up and do your own research but the measure is expected to come up next week for a vote 
They only need a simple majority to pass. And guess what Democrat is voting with the Republicans? You guessed it, Joe Manchin. Congress under D.C.'s home rule charter is about to veto every law approved by D.C. voters or government if this repeal passes. It will likely be the first bill that President Biden may consider vetoing so that he can be in a line with the Democrats. Because once again, Joe Manchin is running the show. That's why when they got upset about Charlemagne Hansen, who's the real president, I don't know why they got upset. Because Joe Manchin is once again running the show. Biden said he's open to rescinding the diesel crime measure, but hasn't made a decision on whether he will veto it. So it's going to be very interesting to see if Joe Biden vetoes it, which means agree with the Democrats that's saying, let D.C. handle our own business, or will Joe Biden let it, uh, let it ride, which means he would be taking the side of Republicans and Manchin. This is really important. Really, really important. So the Democrats are on board with overriding the D.C. law. And the Republicans are on board with pushing a law that they say is tough on crime. This is happening in D.C. Make sure you stay connected to me next week because I'm going to follow this. I want to see how this plays out. I want to see at what side will Joe Biden be on. And I predicted that he's going to take not, I don't know what this one, because I haven't looked into this, but before Joe Biden got in office, I said he would be eventually leaning back towards his tough on crime, crime bill, Joe Biden. Because I just don't believe that somebody that's been in office that long, over 50 years, that they changed their stripes. And because there's an election coming up in 2024, uh, uh, not just in um, the general, but midterms, Democrats now are trying to prove that they too can be tough on crime. And so next week we'll, get, we'll be able to see how Joe Biden's going to handle this. Who is he going to appease? Manchin and the Republicans or the Democrats? So in closing, I just wanted to do this quick podcast. My apologies for my voice going in and out. I'm not feeling that well, but I did want to um, let you know what is happening on the tough on crime issue, what is happening on the local level. Um, what is one reason why somebody was absolutely correct when they said that's why Mayor, uh, Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms didn't want run for re-election because she was faced with the crime thing. I want you to see and watch how people move through this tough on crime between now and next year. And I am urging you guys, encouraging you to be responsible enough to look at every issue by issue. And again, for somebody to just put in here about the LGBT issue, everything's not about the LGBT issue. Government runs all types of things, the financial sector, the healthcare sector, the education sector, um, <clears throat> zoning, schools, transportation. familiarize yourself with what government runs. And for those who say, well, I'm just not in the process. We just need to do it for ourselves. 
do what for ourselves? We can't run the financial sector. We can't run the healthcare industry. We cannot run the insurance industry. We do not run Wall Street. We cannot run the education in- industry, the banking institutes. Come on, let's be for real. Let's be for real. As long as you're in America, the government's going to run it. So you got two choices. You're going to get in or not. But they're using your money whether you're in or not. So either you want to have a say in the process or you don't. And let me remind you guys again, like I'm going to do as often as I can. When you guys say I'm just not going to vote, I want you to know that you're actually helping the Democrats. It, that, that strategy that y'all are running with, you guys are getting that from people who have never ran a race and don't understand numbers. When you sit out, you actually make it easier for the candidates you don't like to get 50% because all they got to do is get 50% of people that like them to the polls. So you will be better running a candidate on your own. Let me say it again. You will be better running a candidate on your own to what they call split the vote rather than sitting out because there's always been more people that don't vote that do vote. I'm saying this to the person that asked earlier, well, how many black people voted? It doesn't matter. There's always going to be more people that do not vote. So you're not flexing on that when y'all say that. I'm going to say it again. When you're, when you're listening to people who have not been operatives, like literally having to work on campaigns, they're misleading you. It's called get out to vote. I'm going to say it again. I said it on my podcast the other day. There's a system called Voter Action Network that we go into and it tells us where all of the voters are. If you're a Democrat, it's going to say, hey, all of your super voters live over here. They're over there. And then we literally, the candidate literally goes out and only goes to those houses that are super voters. So imagine house number one being a super voter and you in house number two, a non-voter. They're not even going to knock on your door. So just imagine, I want you to visualize you standing outside in the yard. Hey, I'm not going to vote for you. I'm not going to vote for you. But they don't even see you. You're not even on the list. Are y'all understanding what I'm telling you? So you're flexing. It's kind of like a woman saying, I don't want you anyway. Girl, I never asked you out. Like, literally, you're flexing on something that that's not where the power is. Now, again, I'm not saying go vote for the candidate that you don't support in. What I'm trying to say is if you want to show power, then House number two should be able to say, I'm not going to vote for your candidate, but I am going to vote for Mr. Smith. Now you're taking away a vote from that person. You're not taking away anything from anybody when you don't vote. Because the rule of the game is 51% is how they win. The Chicago race yesterday that many of you were following on Twitter, the person that won only won by 1,100 votes in one of the alderman positions. It doesn't require a lot of people to go to the polls to get you to win. This is why I keep pushing you guys to run for local office or support somebody that runs for local office. The guy that they brought on Twitter by the last name of Gabe, I think he had 130 votes. I had more people graduate from my high school. No disrespect to him, but all of the time that he spent on Twitter talking to people that can't even vote for him, and that told me out the gate he was not a formidable opponent. Let me explain to you what a formidable opponent is. I've said that before. Anybody can be an opponent, but a formidable opponent means that you're respected and feared. Any candidate that is spending time talking to y'all on Twitter and you can just make it up as you go and say, I do live in Chicago. We don't know that. How do we know that? 
So anybody that's spending an absorbent amount of time trying to convince strangers from all over the country on Twitter instead of knocking on doors, no wonder he came in last place. I'm going to give y'all the, the tough reality. And I do support the folks, you know, that brought him to Twitter. I do. I'm glad that they, they thought that, you know, the Twitter family was important enough to have a conversation with. But that is not how you win elections. I knew he didn't know what he was doing just by the simple fact that he was on Twitter debating with you guys back and forth, getting caught up in that back and forth. When you should be doing call time, talking to actual voters. So he came in last, not even 140 votes at best. It was more people in the Twitter space than it was that voted for him, which means he was not prioritizing his time and he should have been talking to voters. If you want to sit up on Twitter space all day and educate people on reparations and whatever it is that you're passionate about, you need to start a PAC, a political action committee, because that's what they actually do. But being a candidate, talking about sitting up on social media all day, running the podcast, that's not how you win office. It's not. Period. With that said, speaking of running for office, I'm so excited. Over 53 people have completed the form to host a push the line training in your city. Some have um, requested duplicate, you know, several people um, from uh, various cities. I've had like several requests from the same city. And we're compiling that list now. Um, I have to restructure how I'm doing everything. Um, the last training was free. And I have to, in order to tackle um, the demand, we have to probably restructure. You guys know I don't like charging anything. Um, but to the cities that we decide to go in, just because I can't go broke either trying to touch everybody, um, we, we probably will, um, you know, have some of the folks in the city try to at least ship in to cover the cost of the venue, which would be very little um, and just kind of offset some of the costs. So I'm, I'm going to be working with the organizers to see how we can make that happen because it's just no way, you know, I personally um, <clears throat> can go to 50 different cities, you know, on my own dime. That just doesn't make sense. And I want to be able to touch as many as I possibly can um, and, and try to get you this information because not only is this very much needed, um, it is necessary. And so I'm, I'm very excited to see that and overwhelmed um, because it's like, wow, how do I, you know, touch as many as I possibly can? Um, if you want to know more about that Push the Line training, it's on my website, teslamfigaro.com. You can click on Push the Line. Uh, we did a 12-hour boot camp in Atlanta. It went really well. I trained, we trained operatives, candidates, and organizers, uh, five different uh, um, uh, modules, if you will, to kind of teach you, give you a little bit of jump start. And so one of the things, this is a, a labor of love, a project of love that I just want to do. I want to work with some people that actually want to get on the ballot um, because I want to, you know, see how they apply the training, see if it works and, you know, just kind of see more like a case study. It does not mean uh, to the ignorant person on Twitter that just jumped to conclusions. It does not mean that I am personally running a candidate, which means I'm not saying, hey, I'm going to run Joe Blow in, in New Orleans and I'm going to fund them and get them the money and I'm going to do this and that. No, that's not what that is at all. I, I want to give people the tools that they need to run, but I have nothing to do, no affiliation with their actual run for office. I just want to be able to give you what you need so that you can run and run a successful race and, uh, or at least have something because we just don't have the resources that people need just to even know where to get started. So it does not mean an endorsement. 
um, of thank you, Shannon, on, on YouTube to sign up for the class. The class is very good. It does not mean an endorsement of a candidate or that I'm funding a candidate or, um, you know, doing anything to help a particular candidate. I can very well be training two people that's going to run together. You run against each other. I just want to get the resources out so that you guys can just kind of have something. So bear with me. I did. We did get your. We're not ignoring it. I just have to figure on the name. So we're just a two woman team. So we're a small team. And I actually do run a whole full business. You know, so this is kind of like a project of love. But just bear with me because I want to make sure um, that we get at least to a few of these cities um, as we possibly can. Um, so with that said, guys, that, that's about it. If you live in Massachusetts, I'll be there next week on September. Uh, no, September. You see, I'm getting sick and got a head cold. I'll be there next Thursday uh, at Bishop Talbert Swan's church at six o'clock uh, at, at his church. Also, uh, the Black Effect Podcast Network. Uh, is having a festival on April to April 22nd. I will be there as well. Um, the uh, link is in the bio, uh, in my bio to buy tickets, or you can go to blackeffect.com, uh, get tickets, come pull up on us. It's a full day festival. I'm looking forward to that. A lot of other things popping that I can't really uh, actually announce, but very, very excited. So excited. I got um, uh, an invite to something that just floored me on yesterday. Uh, to be recognized for something. And that I'm just absolutely floored by that. So I have a lot um, that's coming in store as we go into the summer and to the fall. Thank you for rocking with me. Um, I'll post up my commentary that I did on the Griot later on this afternoon. You've been listening to Straight Shot No Chaser. Don't forget, guys, subscribe to the podcast. That's the one thing that you can do. It doesn't take up any space on your phone. Just go to Apple Podcasts, type in Straight Shot No Chaser, or wherever you get your podcast, Spotify, wherever on your Android um, follow my actual podcast. I drop podcast uh, episode every single Thursday. That would help me out a great deal. In the meantime, stay connected to me on Instagram and make sure you follow my YouTube page. You've been listening to Straight Shot No Chaser. This is Tesla Figaro. Peace. If you like what you heard on Straight Shot No Chaser, please subscribe and drop a five-star review and tell a friend. Straight Shot No Chaser is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. I'm Tesla Figaro, and I'd like to thank our producer, editor, mixer, Dwayne Crawford, and our executive producer, Charlemagne Tha God. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 
You dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 